The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Showtime. The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Any, you know, you get anything barbecued from me it's anymore. Not, it's, anything that goes in the Rager, I'm you know longer Have I ever gotten anything When you have a remote yes, doing the cooking oh, okay. for you <laughs> and all that stuff. No, it's it's barbecue is about sweat. It's not about It's about getting dirty. It's about charcoal. I mean, come on, Ed. It's bull crap. It is anchor man, not anchor lady. And that is a scientific fact. I don't know what we're yelling about. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. It's not about air fryer. fryer. Wood pellets. It's about eating your day. You're making you. I agree. Yes, I'm going to throw it more. And where's my phone? I want to be able to eat my grill and still be able to do other things. That is exactly. It's beating the system. Exactly. It's efficient. Jason will be up next. You're with us, Ron. What do you think? It's terrible. She has beautiful eyes, and her hair smells like cinnamon. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Latta. All things considered, doing pretty well today. Maybe I'm trying to make up for what I know is going to be a rough morning for you, big guy. Why? Just because it's a Monday. Eh. You drag on Mondays. I'm a little more draggy in Florida than I am here. I was going to make a joke. I'm going to avoid too, it. And I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's not, not a good time to make that joke. Um, big weekend at Pfizer Forum. Friday night. We had the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation Award of Excellence that we gave to Ernie Johnson. We had Ernie Johnson on the show just a few weeks ago in advance of that event. He was wonderful when he was with us. He was wonderful Friday night at Pfizer Forum. We're on the floor. There's a big party, 400 people. Uh, He, again, charming, interesting, kind, like all of the things that you aspire to be Ernie Johnson is. So that was Friday night. Went a little long. At one point when I was interviewing, I was like, look, I think I speak for everybody here. We could talk to Ernie Johnson all evening, like for hours. And I don't think people would be bored. I don't think people would be disinterested, disengaged. So that was Friday night. Crew was waiting in the wings for that event to end to drop down the Marquette floor. Marquette playing St. John's at uh, in the afternoon, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. They cut down the nets after the game, got a little closer than you would have liked. <laughs> St. John's hitting some miracle threes. One at the end of the first half and then late in the game, just knocking them down to make the game closer than you would have liked it to be. But them cutting down the nets at Pfizer Forum, big celebration, confetti, all of that, Big East champs. I The uh, rankings come out today. Do they go up, Ashy? Does Marquette go up in the I rankings? Think, I think they end up number five. And then uh, that's how they end it. And that's how it ends. Pretty darn good Which to me. Which makes them, well, you got to wait for the tournament, but say their final four in their little Big East tournament. What's their seed? Final four? I mean, two? I, two seed. Uh, I think a two or a three. Yeah. For some reason, they've been putting them in the three spot, three seed. I think right right now they're teetering on, teetering on three. If they get to the. If they win. Easy number two, maybe even a number one at that point. Probably not, but I no, think. They like all the other conferences better. That's true. Well, uh, but two, well, two is where is they're it hoping. strength of schedule? Is that what hurts them a little bit? Yeah. Okay. And because the Big East earlier in the year was a lot more competitive, and it's always competitive, 
Um, and they always have a ton of teams ranked, but I think this year a little bit different than past years. I, I tried watching peripherally. It's just tough when you don't have really a vested interest. The game because you don't know the players. I you don't, don't know, know the... player. I, Shaka's awesome. Yeah, but I got to wait for the tourney. Will you watch the Big East tournament this week? Big East tournament uh, starts towards this week. the end. Okay, Marquette plays Thursday. So when's the final? Sunday. Sunday. Saturday night. Saturday. Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Saturday night. Six thirty is maybe. Some, yeah. Got that bracket yeah. in my bag. I have to pull that sucker out. Um, so here's what I was saying, though, Chew, and we can get into this as the show goes on. They will play the winner of Butler and St. John's, which happened to be their last two opponents. Butler, they put an absolute whooping on, just destroyed them, dominated them, 20 points in Indianapolis. St. John's comes to Pfizer for them. A lot of excitement. Marquette obviously already is the uh, de facto Big East champion alone, taking on St. John's. Bit of a formality, but you got to beat them. St. John's just like hung around, hey, mm-hmm. like the guy from Rounders. Hanging, what's it, Teddy? Yes, KGB. KGB. Hanging around. Hanging. Exactly, they He's were hanging to around. Got your blood. Exactly, pay that man his money. Um, but they can win it all Saturday, and then they wouldn't play till the following Thursday. But they would. Pl- they play the first game. They play the winner of Butler St. John's. So okay. I was saying, well, guess I know who I'm rooting for. Big old Butler, go Bulldogs! Because St. John's, I think there's blood in the water now. I think they they lost by two at Pfizer Forum. Uh, there's a part of me that feels like they think they could beat Marquette. So if they beat Butler and then they play Marquette, again, I'm just talking about confidence, talking about momentum, I'm talking about all of those like peripheral things. Mm-hmm. Um, matchup wise, it that just again, I don't want to play scared. And Shock always says like, you know, when you start having avoidance goals, then things start can go sideways on you. But I think I'd rather have Butler win that first game of the Big East tournament, and then that's who Marquette plays. So they'd play Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Yes. So that's mm. huge difference, right? Mm. Just got to stay healthy. You go from playing Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, yeah. and occasional Tuesday, Saturday, to boom, boom, boom. This is why people talk about success in conference tournaments can sometimes dictate success in the NCAA tournament. You know, your ability to withstand those three games, Big East, a physical conference, obviously, your ability to withstand those three games, and then how does that affect you for the big dance? Do they really need these tournaments, though? The conference tournaments? Yeah. I mean, I... I mean, I look at football, right, because they have the conference championship game, and are they moving away from that? I don't know. I just think there's a little... Like, do we need... A Big East tournament champion and a regular season. I mean, it helps give the team. Again, this goes very. That's like the the beauty of March almost to people is that the fact that these random teams can make the tournament and then continue on. And that's kind of what these conference tournaments do, though, right? Like it gives an opportunity for St. John's, who has absolutely no chance to get in as, at large. But let's say they somehow miraculously win the tournament. Boom, you get a shot in there. Doesn't and mean it, it's going to be. That's good. why they do it. I, I think that to me it's, for the it's, little guy. I think so. That to me, that's what March Madness is all about. Well, I, and again, just think about it from a recruiting standpoint. Which BTW recruiting wise, if you're Shaka Smart, there's no chance you don't have every single one of your recruits in the building on Saturday. That place was loud. That place was intense. That place was it was like a, I mean, very much a college basketball environment. Like it's what you want your recruits to see, and then believe that that is every every time, every week, every time. This is what we got here at Marquette. Um, but from a recruiting standpoint, don't you like the ability to be able to say? Big East regular season champs or Big East tournament champs, just as you're sitting there laying out your resume, putting out your LinkedIn page. Like, there's a part of me that feels like, you know, I don't think they're ever going to do away with the Big East tournament. 
No, you know, I, it's an I, I don't think they should. In college basketball. So then after that, of course, they flip the floor again, which we also said as we're standing in the stands watching them cut down the nets. Good thing this game didn't go to overtime because they didn't have time for all of that. They had to flip the floor because the Bucks hosted the Sixers on Saturday night. Obviously, as we know, riding that win streak. And the Bucks were in control of that game, too. Like, well in control of that game. And then they gave up 48 points Ooh. in the fourth quarter to the Sixers yeah, that's and lost. Deal. But they saved Ashy from having the they what, did. 17 pickles. Yeah, and I, I'm actually really appreciative of that. Um, I was thinking about it over the weekend and Saturday after uh, the initial Rots Hots. I ate one pickle there to just try and get myself ready to go. And then I saw the lead was big. and I was like, all right, I need to go to the store. And then I saw it evaporate and watched the fourth quarter, and I was like, I'm not thrilled, but I'm also feeling fine. Wait, what what were you, you going the, with? Wait, you didn't buy the pickles. Absolutely though. not. Okay. No, I was going for the win. I was, I wasn't sure. I was, I was going to go ponder in the uh, pickle aisle at the grocery store. And I was going to call you probably and say which ones. Okay, uh, but you didn't get that call. Just absolutely hacked up that game. Um, I believe that there was an 18 point lead at one point in the Ooh. third quarter. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't a great ending. It wasn't good. It wasn't a great ending. What do you chalk that up to? Giannis, I think, finished with 34 points, but he had seven turnovers in the game. Nearly perfect from the line. And if you're looking for, again, the continued evolution of Giannis, that is something that people pay attention to. But, um, I mean, first of a back-to-back, they ended up playing last night, beating Washington in Washington. Um, Just not making plays down the stretch, Ashy. Like, it just... I don't know if it was... The Sixers, to me, are such a weird, enigmatic team at times because it's like all of a sudden Joel Embiid... Can just come out of nowhere and do awesome things. Like he had, the, he had the, basically the game winning three with I think it was what 10, 15 seconds left. Did they hit three. every shot. I mean, in, in the fourth quarter, yeah, fourth quarter, quarter they hit basically everything. The Bucks were blowing them out in the third quarter because of threes. Grayson Allen at one point had six threes made. I don't remember what he finished I with. I think that was in like, the third quarter. Yeah, though, right. They, they were just blowing them out with threes. I don't think he threes. scored a single point in the fourth. They just in there, you know, they they kind of got cold. Uh, Bucks like overall didn't play great. They just this is what I was going through. I was having a back and forth with a friend about the Bucks. Over the weekend, is like, are they? If, if you want to have the conversation, are they more like the team that just won sixteen in a row? Are they more like the team that was top four in the conference, just like let's get to the playoffs, or are they somewhere in between? Because I, I, the reason I was asking that, if they're good enough to be sixteen wins in a row, or 16 out, 17 out of eighteen, or you know, you're winning ten out of every fifteen games, like that's championship good. And I, watching that streak, like that is championship good. Yeah, to they've me. won seventeen out of eighteen, right? They, yeah, they their last that. loss was like January twenty first. Um, you got bored. It's, it's different when you're the best team in the league. You kind of get bored because that record really means nothing to them. I mean, the what was the season? record? 20? Uh, 20, oh, 20, 20, in a row? Yeah. 20 in a row was the franchise. I mean, they don't really. I'm I'm with you. I, I think they do on positioning-wise. I think they want the number one seed, but I don't know if it really matters at that point. Well, let me ask you this because doesn't this loss sort of affect the head-to-head series with the Sixers? It I does. Like I don't know. 2 1 now. Top of my head, that sounds right. I don't know. And and also, again, it's the Sixers, so it's like the Sixers haven't done anything, but also you just like in general beating the Sixers. You like being the guys that can beat the trust the process, even though it's not the same group anymore of guys there. But I think it's still fun for Giannis to beat them. Giannis doesn't like the Sixers. I mean, Embiid always have fun battles. I just, I, I don't think that they were torn up about it. They're like, okay, we'll go back, beat the Wizards tomorrow, and get right back on it. Yeah, but you you want the one seed so you don't have to play both Celtics and well, Sixers. Correct, but the Sixers are have fallen a little bit farther down now. Or they, like they're still farther down. Yeah, the Bucks are yeah. Down half ahead of the Celtics. The longer you can not face the Sixers or Celtics, the better you are. So yes, you're 100 percent right about that. The other big news from the weekend for the Bucks is that they did officially sign Goran Dragic. They did also um, 
sign Myers Leonard to a second 10-day contract. So you're starting to see how this roster behind the starting five is going to fill out for this run of the season. Uh, The Middleton thing is interesting to me because it feels like there were a lot of people crabbing on Twitter this weekend about Middleton's minutes. Ooh, Try to say that Middleton's minutes, Middleton's minutes. And I know they're still stretching him out, but all of a sudden people were like, get him out there. You need Middleton. Middleton's going to make the difference. And it's like, I thought we were doing long term here, Bucks. Yeah. I thought it was a long term thing. I'm with you. That's it's it's Bucks Twitter to me is always one of the things where it's like, I love Bucks Twitter when they're winning because it's like the happiest place in the world. But if in the regular season when they're losing, it's like. Let's, let's just get to the playoffs. That's 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 my view is, and I don't think Bucks Twitter. But the if same. if Eastern Conference championships were tomorrow, who would be favored between who? Bucks or Celtics? Bucks, I think, coming off that win streak, I still think that they've got the momentum behind them. That's a good question. Uh, I want to say Bucks, but I don't think it would be. It's not that convincing. No, You're not that convinced. I'm not, and, I, and that's. I just think I think the Celtics are really really good. What if Celtics had home home court? I, you know what? There's a good way. I would probably look at it as home court. Whoever had home court that, is favored. Yeah, because uh, I, I would fair. I so picked that series. Em. Yeah, yeah. I picked that series to Point go seven. Toss. Same thing that happened uh, two years ago last season with the Nets. Yeah, yeah. So I, Chu, I know you don't like leaving the house. I know it's no. part of your your big thing. It's part of your charm. But if you had a front row seat, cost is no option to a conversation with Ernie Johnson, the Marquette Golden Eagles taking on St. John's. For a chance to cut down the nets, which they would have done either way, but obviously winning makes it feel a whole hell of a lot better. Or Bucks Sixers fist fight, Bucks collapse at the end <laughs> to lose again. Forty eight points in the fourth. Which one would you have wanted to be at this weekend? I have to leave the house. <laughs> yeah, Can Ernie come over? <laughs> <laughs> would you choose Ernie then? If he could come over. <laughs> You, him, and the Blammer just hanging out? Yeah. Oh, my God. God that'd be so fun. That, yeah, that would be wonderful. So you'd go to the Ernie Johnson thing? Like, and you'd pick Ernie Johnson? Uh, yeah, I think he's... You know what? You just... When you come across someone, you're like, they're just a nice person. You know? Across the board, very nice. I mean, I have moments of nice, but I'm not nice all the time. Kind of can be. I'm not going to say anything against that. Are you nice? I'm I'm extremely nice when I'm not on the show, yeah. Yeah, but you're scared. I, doesn't that, doesn't that really go hand in hand? Yeah, but I don't want to hang out with scared. You never invite me to hang out anyways. I do too. I pay you to hang out. <laughs> That's not the <laughs> same. That's called hiring. <laughs> you know. hired him yes. to come over. And, and we appreciate that. <laughs> One of the things I asked Ernie when we were on stage on Friday night at the uh, Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation Award of Excellence was this, and I'm glad you guys bring this up. I said, it's very clear that you lead with kindness, with generosity, with selflessness. Was that a conscious decision? Did you just have something in your life where you decided that those were the characteristics that you wanted people to identify you by? Or do you feel like that was like threaded through your DNA? Do you feel like you just are that person? And he said, as a kid, he just remembers the example that his mom and dad set. And then you just kind of pick it up by osmosis, right? You see it and then you do it. And so he grew up and had two very kind, generous parents. And that's just how he then ended up being. You know, obviously there's some like, there's some element of it. But let me tell you one quick story that Ernie told us. And I I hate that I'm telling his story, but I just thought it was so wonderful that I want to share it with our listening audience this morning. Ernie tells a story about how every week he buys his wife, Cheryl, who was there that night, flowers every week. And one week he's at the store and he accidentally grabbed two, right? He gets out to the car and he's looking in the bag and there's two bouquets there instead of one. And he said he felt a nudge on his shoulder, Hmm. just a nudge. 
and he looks across the parking lot and he sees an older woman loading her groceries into the car. And the nudge was, go give that woman that second bouquet of flowers. So he walks over to her and he hands her the flowers and he awkwardly says like, hi, ma'am, you don't know me, but, you know, something told me that I should give you this bouquet of flowers. And she says to him, my husband died one year ago today Hmm. and I haven't gotten flowers since. There's the nudge. Thank you so much. And Ernie was like, how can you have something like that happen and not believe in a higher power? How can you not believe in God winks? And those types of like moments Mm -hmm. where there is someone there. So I leave you with that for that segment this morning. We put it on the Jen, Gabe and Chewy Twitter poll. If you had, uh, if money was no option, you had a front row seat, what would you have liked to have been at this weekend? The conversation with Ernie Johnson, the Marquette St. John's game or the Bucks Sixers game. Let us know. We'll take a break. Roll on right after this. This is Jen, Gabe and Chewy. Just jump on it. (laughs) That's what he did. (laughs) (laughs) Jump on it, jump on it, jump on it, slow down. On 94.5 ESPN. Back here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, ESPN Milwaukee. No Gabe this week. He is in Las Vegas, right? Las Vegas? Loving life, playing a little golf. Yeah. When's the last time you were in Vegas? Five, six years. Why'd you say? Ah, I'm kind of done with Vegas. <laughs> Between the e and the ah. Uh, yeah. You were just there. Aren't you going? I was there one year ago and I'm going again in two weeks. Yes. And Ashley, you've never been there. No, never been. You need a life. Okay. Ah, is Vegas overrated? I mean, he just gave you like the worst endorsement ever and then was like, you've <laughs> you never been, a life, you need yeah. a life. Like, I mean, know. what are you waiting for? I don't take time off. I'm working on that, okay? Leave me alone. Stop yelling at me, please. I'm sorry. I'm just being okay. defensive. Very. I, also, I don't really want to. It's, Vegas doesn't. Uh, would he like Vegas? I'd like the food scene. It depends on who you go with, right? It's like anything else. It's the company. Isn't it? Do you want to come with me? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can answer yes. that a little slower. Um, <laughs> Give it a minute. Pause. I don't know if I've ever loved Vegas. Vegas is cool. It's kind of, you know, you got to do it one or two or three times maybe. It's like New York City. Like, I have no desire to go to New York City. People in New York City is cool. Is New York City cooler than Vegas? Mm, Different. Very different, I think. New York City is, I mean, it's bustling. It's, you know, yes, there's all kinds a lot of, of energy. I mean, there's a ton of different places you can go. Vegas is basically the strip. And while there are a ton of different places you can go, they all kind of have the same vibe. Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Actually, it's more like, take my money. <laughs> I would probably rather go to New York than Vegas. Mm, what time of year? Christmas. No? I mean, fine, but it's cold. Part but of the it's... lure of Vegas is that it's the desert. No, I'm saying New York City Christmas. No, I'm saying part of the lure yeah. of Vegas is that it's warm. Have you been to New York City? I have not, no. Oh, my Lord. I don't think so. Why do I catch the heat? I exactly go to cities and stuff like that. Chewy, how old are you? That is irrelevant. What did you do, what did you do for a career before this? 
<laughs> he didn't play in the city. You know what I mean, though. Yeah, yeah, I, know, so yeah. I know you're not answering because you know you're walking into a trap. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> do I, again, do I need to get out more and travel? Yes, that is the plan. However, I just haven't yet. To be know? fair, Ashley has done a much better job over the last few years. Yeah, we're working on it. Spreading his wings, expanding yes. his horizons, yeah, taking and one or two days off. Yeah, of like when's your next planned vacation? Uh, well, vacation I don't know, but I am going to be off on uh, April 21st. That's what I know for sure. Is the one day then? Well, I'm moving. I'm moving that weekend, so I just need a day. That doesn't count. No. Well, I'm taking a day off. I might still come in. I don't know. (laughs) You have a problem. I think you like this place. No, it's just that I, you know, I feel bad for putting my work on others. Put it on the poll. Where would you rather go, New York City or Las Vegas? Uh, While you're doing that, we got to get to Jason Wildey was on Sunday Karma with our guy Craig Karmazin yesterday. And while people continue continue talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation and where he will go, and listen, guys, we don't want to be talking about the Aaron Rodgers thing. We would just prefer that it was all wrapped up tidy and we knew where he was going to play, who he was going to play for, etc., and I'm sure there are a lot of people who feel that way, not specifically fans and listeners and all of that type of stuff, but executives and general managers and people who are in the NFL. And how about those television networks that would love to know who Aaron Rodgers is going to play for so they can decide how important those games are to be on primetime television. But I digress. Here's Jason Wildy talking about whether or not he believes that Aaron Rodgers has made up his mind about where he will play in 2023. I don't I, – I, I think he is – I don't believe he is laboring over the idea of not playing. Um, I think he's considered that, um, but I think in his heart of hearts, he knows that he still wants to keep playing. Um, The question is, what's the best thing for him and for everyone involved on what that looks like? And that part, I I do think he's struggling with. I, I would, if he's not, he's a heck of an actor. If he's already made up his mind and the Packers already know that. Why is it taking this long, though? Well, I said this last week, Chu. Can you imagine? And this is not an indictment of Roger specifically. This is more of situational. Can you imagine going away for four days, focused on making a decision? Not exclusively, because there are other things, as he has articulated, that he was working on. But at least in part, intense, dedicated time, no distractions time, to make a huge decision. And you walk out of there, and you still don't know. The frustration I would feel, and again, I'm different than Aaron Rodgers, but the frustration that I would feel would be through the freaking roof. Okay? Jen, are you serious? You had four flipping days to make a decision, and you walked out of there going, "Mm, I don't know. Still not sure. That would would drive me crazy. That would drive me nuts. But, again, that's not specific to Rodgers. That's to the situation. Do you think Rodgers has made a decision? Do you think he is still batting it around? I don't know why the, why why this decision is so difficult for him, where most other people it's it's not. I remember when I retired, I was on my way to Seattle. The GM of Seattle was just hired, Mickey Loomis, by New Orleans. So I his neck guy was out in Seattle, and I remember it, July fourth. This is a great story. Wait, he has a neck guy. Yeah, they all have their like the Packers have their own neck guy here. He was down in Milwaukee. Ashley, you got a neck guy? Uh no, I don't. I should find one. Ashley's got a long neck though. You got kind of a beaker neck. You even know who Beaker is? Yeah, from Sesame Street. Yeah. Do I? So um I'm working out before I go out to Seattle and I lose feeling in my upper body for the third time. 
That's it. I'm done. I retire. I don't need to go on the dark. That's it. You're done. But it's a sign. the the health, your health clearly played a role in that. Yes, it did. So, so Mickey Loomis, I said, I'm done. I'm retiring. He had already paid for my plane ticket. He wanted me to reimburse him. I said, <gasps> kiss my ass. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> to this day... He still hounds my agent because he wants that whatever the flight was, $2,000 well, or whatever. have been? Yeah, I mean. I'm like, nope, sorry. Didn't sign anything. God, I should try to get him on and see if you guys can hash Didn't it out in the air. Right, I'm going to reach anything. out to the Saints. Um, but you should say, Mark Chamorro has something I, I, for you when you make calls. Why is it <laughs> Dangle so the bait. difficult because it's Aaron Rodgers? Here's what I think. Here's what I think, okay? I'm going to preface this. Remember, like Adam Schefter taught us to do when you think something, but you don't know something. I think Aaron Rodgers wants to be a member of the Green Bay Packers. I think when he has talked about wanting to be like Bart Starr and finish his career with the same team that drafted him, I think that he is being honest and accurate and true. I think he wants to be wanted, like most people do, but more, mm-hmm. probably a little bit more than most people do in this industry where you know it is a business. He wants to be wanted. Goody has said that they want him, we believe, under certain conditions. So I think what Rodgers is wrestling with is a couple of things. Do they want me enough, one? Two, am I willing to acquiesce to the conditions that they put in front of me? Three, am I okay with the perception that I gave up? Because, again, if he shows up to off-season workouts, everybody's going to know. Everybody's going to know, right? And they're going to know that in that battle of the war, quote-unquote, he lost it. Is he okay with everyone knowing that? Those are the three things I think he is wrestling with. Mm. And all of those things, too, are di- are driven by one thing. Ego. Ego is it. Ego is the thing driving those three things. The want to be wanted. The want to, or the, the can I acquiesce? Can I? I don't really want to do those things, but can I do them? Because they tell me it's for the betterment of the team. And then also, everybody's going to know that I acquiesced. Those three things are very human. I understand them from a human standpoint. I think that's what Rodgers is wrestling with. But do you think he knows that he has a better chance at winning the Super Bowl somewhere else? Because this team, I don't care what they do this year, they're not winning the Super Bowl. I don't care what they do. This year, no. Next year? The following year? Yeah. And I'm not saying they're not going to the playoffs or anything. I'm just saying winning the Super Bowl next year, too many holes, not enough money. It's not happening. I am debating right now whether or not that is a bold statement or not. Let me let me migrate. Migrate. Let me marinate on that. I'm not okay. going to migrate anywhere. Maybe to the bathroom. i got to fill up my water bottle. Let me marinate on that for just a moment. We'll take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Is there any one thing this Packers team could do that would get them to win the Super Bowl this year? Hmm. We'll be right back after this. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. When is it acceptable to go onto a reputable dating site? Not banger or sticker or, or whatever. When is it okay? <laughs> On 94.5 ESPN. this Packers team could do that would get them to the Super Bowl. Get them to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. Does it not matter? You're so far away, Chew. Which is it? I would say uh, top of the pyramid would be top, top. 
get to the championship game and lose. So, again, I want to just make sure I'm clear on this. You're saying there isn't a single thing this Packers team could do to get to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl? To both. So get to. to. There's just so many holes if you look at it. And, I mean, these are... These are big holes, you know? I I mean, I just look at something like, okay, they got to go get a receiver. They're going to lose Lazard. Uh, Chance they're going to lose Tunyon. It's an unbelievably deep uh, tight tight end end draft class. So hopefully they'll pick up one of those in the early rounds. But then you go into next year. Okay, let's say there's Allen Robinson chatter. Let's just say they get Allen Robinson. Robinson. Which is better than Sammy Watkins, right? So you have no Lazard. You have a new guy who still hopefully has a little in his tank. You get a young tight end who's young, right? And you have the two guys from last year. But what if Watson gets hurt and misses half of the season? Then you're with a bunch of guys that Rodgers hasn't played with. I mean, chemistry is huge. I think we saw that this past year with the receivers and the complaining that he had and these guys aren't running routes right. I just don't see them overcoming overcoming that offensively. And then from the defensive side of things, there's just a lot of holes. They have safety. Both safeties are a big concern. Defensive line has been a concern. It's just, at best, I say they're two years away. So if he is coming back, hopefully we don't have to go through this crap next year. And in two years, we'll revisit well, this. Do you believe, like some people do, that one of the contingencies of him coming back would be Goody structuring the contract so that he cannot do this again next year? So that it would be, this is your swan song, big guy. Yeah. Enjoy it. We're hanging out. And then we're going to go our separate ways. Uh, yeah, I would hope. But, I mean, the restructuring all these contracts now, I just think they need to save money. Right? Save a little money. I don't know. You mean like save money and like put it in the kitty and like for the following year, okay. you know, so that you can go out and sign a free agent. So, so just just so we're clear, you mentioned the um, Allen Robinson thing. There was a report this weekend that the Rams are allowing him, right? Ashy allowing yeah. him to seek a trade. There's a report uh, late yesterday that the Rams are now allowing Allen Robinson to seek a trade if he wants to do that. Um, he's 29. I think he's a 10 million dollar cap hit. He's he will be making 15 million salary wise. And I the first my first thought was like. That would that would excite me a little bit. Really? The report added that the Rams are willing to pay a portion of Robinson's yeah. $15.25 million guaranteed salary in order to make the deal happen. That from Pro Football Talk this weekend. Uh, that doesn't do anything for me. But Nothing. he's going to want a new deal if His they do trade numbers him. are so yeah, lousy. And again, he had one good year in 2015 where he had 14 touchdowns, 1,400 yards, uh, 80 receptions. But after that, guys... He didn't, he hasn't even sniffed double digits for touchdowns. No. no, he's on the way out. He's on the backside. Now I know, Ashley, you mentioned that he had a good year with the Bears uh, two it, years ago. He was he was you know their only option. Like let's let's be honest there. He he was Mr. Whiskey's number one option for a reason. It's not like he wasn't making big plays and he wasn't a number one target for a reason. But if you have that guy coming in here and Aaron Rodgers is like, all right, there's my number one target. I'm like, mm, that's I'm glad you're happy, Aaron. But that's it's not great. You. Are you do you feel better, Chewy, if you've got Watson? Um, well, you need somebody. He's right. I mean, they can't go body. in with Dobbs and, and Watson, and that's it. I mean, you need like I, a I veteran feel presence, but we hopefully they learned their lesson last year and 
a player like Sammy Watkins isn't the answer. What do you think? He broke his foot? Is Robinson? I know he's coming off of a foot injury. Kept him out for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. That was November, I want to say. Yeah. But, it also felt like, oh, well, season's kind of over anyways. It's do, you think, do you think fans now see how important chemistry is? I think every instance recently of a championship-level team, let's just take the Bucks, for instance, that we were talking about in the first segment of the show. Let's take Marquette, for instance, as we were talking about in the first segment of the show. I believe, and I believe that they believe, a big reason for their success is their chemistry. Yes. So I don't think fans are as ignorant to the chemistry element Mm -hmm. as they maybe were in the past. And I'm not saying it's specifically because of the Bucks and Marquette. I'm saying it's become more obvious the more we know about these teams, the more access we have to teams. You're seeing everything on social media. There's videos and whatnot of them in the locker rooms and in the clubhouses and whatnot. And you see them genuinely getting along. And that's why whenever the Bucks go to add a piece, there's talk of, there's chatter of, so long as it doesn't affect the chemistry. Jay Crowder, yeah. you want to come in? You want to hang with this squad? So long as it doesn't affect the chemistry. Myers Leonard, you want to come in? You want to have a 10-day contract, two 10-day contracts? So long as it doesn't affect the chemistry. I think people are aware of that. And I think you're right to say yeah. that the Packers need to be aware of it as well because it feels like bodies have been their main priority at the wide receiver position specifically. We just need warm bodies. We just need people who breathe. Yeah, with the box, like the Crowder, they're bringing in. You're coming in to play a role. That's it. You're not here to be a superstar. We just need you to play this role, do it well, and then they're fitting the pieces. They have that luxury luxury, because they have their guys. You know, the Packers don't have their guys. So I mean, they think they may with right. Watson and stuff, but and Watson will get better. But, I mean, he's not catching 110 balls next year. Well, let me ask you this. Allen Robinson or Allen Lazard? <sighs> See, we know... We, with we with Robinson, we're trying to catch lightning in a bottle. We know what we have with Liz, with Lazard. It's a blanket that's got some holes in it. Doesn't keep you real warm, but you know what it is. You know, that's a good question. I mean, if they want to get to the Super Bowl, then they have to go with Robinson because they know what they have in Lazard. But there is a chemistry there. Like Donald Driver could not play for any other team in the NFL. Why he can do it with Green Bay is the familiarity with Rodgers. He doesn't have that with another. He's not playing. That's why no one wanted him. So, I, yeah, I mean, do you guys agree with me that they're, I'm with you all the they're not winning the Super Bowl next year? So let's not essentially try. Let's build the blocks. Foundation. To get to there. Yeah. I mean, Foundation. Yeah. You talking about it like that, now I'm viewing it through Aaron Rodgers' perspective of like, He's going into this saying, it's Allen Robinson and, and, and the Packers and chemistry. Let's just throw out that stipulation. Let's say those three things, Allen, Rogers, Allen Robinson, I'm coming back, and we have better chemistry. Does that, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, make me feel better about getting to the Super Bowl? Maybe. It makes me feel better about what happened the year before, I would say. But then do I say, okay, well, if I go to the Raiders, is this going to give me a better option? If I go to the Jets, they're younger, they've got fun uh, yeah. stuff. Like, is that a better option? Raiders, me, no. Raiders, no. Jets, yes. But I tell you what, they're still a part of me. That thinks he's going to San Fran. San Fran would make them the number one power ranked team preseason. Would you agree? Mm, yeah, because they have a, yeah the depth around him on both sides of the ball. But their window is, I don't know if they can afford, afford to wait for Trey Lance to get good down the road because then you're talking, you got to redo Bosa and Debo Samuels might be up and Kittle may be up. 
This whole thing is about timing. And right now, the Packers' timing, it's better because what they did with the draft last year, their timing's a little better, but they're still not. They're still not there. Well, we've mentioned multiple times all of these other teams who are kind of waiting for this first domino to drop in order to start doing what they want to do. The Raiders are one of those teams, theoretically, but a report came out this weekend that they actually are not, that they have decided to move on, that the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes is too expensive for their blood because they have too many holes to fill. And so then there was a conflicting report saying, no, 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 they are still in on the Rodgers thing. They're just being patient. But if Rodgers doesn't pan out, then they would be very interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. So Jimmy Garoppolo may have a landing spot in Las Vegas. So, again, the Rogers thing is so critical right now. It is very much like the key cog in this machine. And if the key cog isn't moving, nothing else is moving. We've got reaction rolling in on the ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line 800-990-3776. Ron in the key weighing in saying, I think chemistry is overrated and invented as a cause of winning where it's the effect. God, I got to tell you, Shaka Smart would disagree with you wholly. Like, he would go hard against that. He believes that the relationships and the fact that they get along and they have chemistry is a huge reason why his team has success. And maybe this is one of those chicken or the egg conversations, right, where it's hard to, like, nail down what came first. Chemistry, success, success, chemistry, blah, blah, blah. But I guarantee Shaka said he started with relationships. That was the first thing they built. Yes, he brought talent in. Yes, he had guys who fit certain roles. But the relationships are the main thing for the Marquette Golden Eagles. And that is why he believes they're having success this season. Hey, we're going to take a break on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Keep your reaction rolling in. Chewy said there is not one thing that this Packers team could do that would get them to win a Super Bowl this year. Do you agree? 800-990-3776. Tell us why or why not after this little boy. (laughs) Good for him. Like, everybody's so supportive of Giannis, they just kind of look past it. On 94.5 ESPN. Rolling into Chewy's statement that there is not one thing that this Packers team could do that would get them to the Super Bowl next year. Evan Cohen weighing in saying, acquire Mahomes. <laughs> Evan is our boss. <laughs> and I think it was a little tongue-in-cheek, but I guess I didn't consider acquiring players who are currently under contract with teams who are unlikely to part with them. Like, I didn't think that that was part of the... We were having a real conversation here. I didn't think it was like acquiring, yeah, the... The, the MVP. Now, um, now, Lamar, I would kick the tires sign on. Sign me up right now for Lamar. For I mean, Lamar? Everyone, everyone knows how I feel about Lamar. Louisville guy, he's that's my guy through and through. Sign me up. for If they get Lamar, I'd get a jersey immediately. But they're not going to, they're not going to, Jordan Love. For, Lam- uh, for, for Lamar, Lamar, they Jackson. would. So you're telling me that Goody, his guy, the guy that he moved up yes. to get, for who an he MVP, has sat with, yeah. well, listen, I'm not saying that it's not the right decision. I'm saying he would have to swallow his pride an awful lot. That because would be then that dumb. then the Jordan Love would be a mistake. Yeah, but that's Jordan the, Love's not a mistake until yeah. he takes until he gets on the field and shows whether or not he's a boomer or a bust. To me, this is the same conversation as would you rather have Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, or would you have Jordan Love or Lamar Jackson? Same conversation to me. I'd, I'd still rather have not Jordan Love. What it doesn't you, really what just, <laughs> We all know that the Jets have been talking about giving up two first-round picks for Aaron. What would we have to give up for Lamar? The same? 
Yes. Yeah. Maybe. And then have to re-sign him. But then you'd have your franchise quarterback for a while. And you can reset on the fly. You can still save That's money. That's the difference between John Lynch and, I think, Goody. Because John Lynch would have no problem shipping off Trey Lance to get Aaron Rodgers because their window is now. Their window is now in... Two years from now, that window's going to go, so they have to do the, hopefully, it, it, it'd be just a reboot, not a um, rebuild. total rebuild. That makes sense. Great, so let's get the train rolling. Trade for Lamar. Yeah, let's get it luck. trending on Twitter. That is not going to happen. Let's work with Allen Robinson first. <laughs> we did put okay. that on the Jen Game and Chewy Twitter poll. Who would you rather have, Alan Lazard or Alan Robinson? And I think you were landing on you'd rather have Alan Lazard just because of the familiarity. Because he's already worked in the system. You already know what he is. Whereas Alan Robinson's a bit of a crapshoot. You're hoping that he could be a difference maker. You're hoping he could move you in the right direction. But there's no guarantee. Uh, Alan Lazard is a three, not a one. He can't be a one. He's not a one. So you'd still have to go out and get a guy. Maybe. Wait, would Robinson be your one? Yeah. Who would be your one, Watson? Yeah, I think. Uh, he just has to show me, and he had a great rookie year, or good, not maybe not great. He's got to show me that he can be a seven-catch guy every game. Every game. You know, maybe take a game off where you have a three and a four, but at least half of the games, maybe 70% of the games, if you are going to be the Z and the number one guy, you have to catch 100 balls a year. I'm more confident in the ascension, the potential for ascension for Christian Watson than I am for the potential of some sort of bounce back, rise like the Phoenix for Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's numbers, and again, we talked yeah, about no, how he I was know. in Chicago uh, yeah. and he was the number one option there. And and even then, I don't think his numbers were they don't they don't, you know, blow your socks off. Knock your socks off. Um, I know he had an injury last year, but three touchdowns? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it it feels like still played in ten games. Yeah, Sammy Watkins ish. Yes. So and again, twenty nine years old. Not saying that there's the same cliff that we think there is with running backs at the wide receiver position when you reach the the number three zero, but I'm more I would I would hitch my wagon to the ascension of Christian Watson over the potential. What is the word? I'm would you for? add a Rebirth, guy though? Re- would you add a guy? Would you add? Would you give up a first round pick for? Is Rogers back? Hopkins is Rogers back? Uh, yeah, yes. If Rogers is back, I add a guy. Rodgers isn't back. Go with what you got. And doesn't Rodgers ask to, to have guys added too? Like if Rodgers is back. Well, that's a really interesting point by you, Ashy. Is this one of those? Is this a negotiation? Is this a negotiation where he's going? If if uh, Goody's coming to the table and going, these are the things we need from you. Is Rodgers going? This is the thing I need from you. Probably should be. I think it should be. At, at this point, it's got to be a negotiation. It can't not be. But then, what do you do at tight end? Because you're giving up your first round pick gotta wherever that receiver you're going to get. Gotta draft yeah, but your first round pick's gone, so maybe this guy isn't a starter, a second round. You know what I mean? It's such a crapshoot. You lose Tunyon, and then, okay, you have a second round pick. Let's just say he's very average. His first year, are you bringing back Mercedes? You see what I'm saying? There's just so many holes here. Just because you draft the tight end in the second round, 
I mean, look at Devontae Wyatt. You're not plugging him in as your starter. So that that's why I said, and I'm not saying they can't make it, you know, two levels into the playoffs next year, but for them to win it all, it's just not feeling it. I just don't know, and I'd ha- I haven't dug in on this. It's something I could certainly do. I just don't know what the um, space is, what the gap is between the number one tight end in the NFL draft, which yeah. we believe is the kid from Notre Dame, right? The mayor kid yeah. from Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And the sixth tight end in the NFL draft class. I just yeah. don't know. You know, uh, I'm looking at a list right now on Yahoo Sports. Sam Laporta from Iowa is right now ranked as the number six, according to this, this list. And, of course, you know it varies from list and, to list. And I've watched him just because of my connection yeah, to Iowa. Iowa. He's not coming in and starting. Bit um, of a project is what you're trying to say? I take a look. Yeah. Yeah. He's not walking in day one, and hmm, I'm the starting tight end. Darnell Washington from Georgia is the number two tight end on this list. It's funny because as you watch Georgia make their run through the SEC, make their run through the college football playoff, it's not like Darnell Washington leapt off the page. It's not one of those people where I was watching Georgia going, man, whatever team gets Darnell Washington. And again, maybe that is because he was surrounded by such talent at every position. We've talked about that with Georgia and some of these squads, how it can be tough to know what is the individual talent and what is the scheme talent. He's got tools, though. I mean, he's a big, big guy who moves well. Um, It's just when you come in, you know, it's a crapshoot. I thought Devontae Wyatt would be penciled in as the uh, starter on defense, and he barely played until the end of the year. It's just a lot of holes, a lot of holes. 800-990-3776. He says there is not one thing this Packers team can do to get to the Super Bowl next season. Do you agree? Let us know. 800-990-3776.